Sup, y'all? <laughs> We're gonna try a little something a little diff today. Um, you may have noticed haven't been releasing very many episodes. I don't know if I. I don't even know the last time I did one. Maybe like a month ago. Really sad. I've uh, been super busy, so I wanted to try to get something out though for you guys. Uh, it's just a. I just want to put a smile on your little face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> really good stuff. Everyone's stressed out. Everyone's in a bad mood because of the election. Listen, I get it. I get the fears. But if you stick with me, I will help you navigate the rivers, navigate the uh, tributaries of life, so to speak. No reason to be scared. You know, I was scared. Not scared, but I was like a little concerned. Um, I'm still a little concerned, but... And I was thinking back, it's like when Barack Obama was president, I was make I was like killing it. And uh, Barack Obama, not a great guy. <laughs> Our first gay president, you may have heard. People were like, why do you say that? And I was like, oh, the fact that his wife has a dick is a little bit of a giveaway, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on now. Uh, most straight people don't marry women with dicks. So, I just wanted to... Uh, Give you a ray of sunshine for the election. No reason to be scared. Even if they do like the Green New Deal or whatever, you just have to position yourself. It's all about correct positioning, right, baby? He knows. Uh, sorry, my dog is attacking me. This... <clears throat> so I don't have any like really time to like do these in the studio anymore. They got to be like off the cuff. Yeah, off the cuff. It's not the best. <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be some audio issues. Like a baby talking and the dog growling. <clears throat> but what I wanted to let you let you in on is everyone's like, there's a recession. It's over. It's game over. Yeah, it is game over for some things. So, <clears throat> about like a month and a half ago, we sold our last flip. It was a townhouse. It was a townhouse. I bought it for 130 Sold it for two seventy. Made pretty good kashish, kashish kebab. Mm, made like about eighty. This is pretty good. But uh, during the time where we were doing it, we we're always like looking for different houses. Yes, always looking for like different houses, and there was literally nothing. We found a couple uh, about two weeks ago in like a really trendy. Uh, area of town where there's lots of Kara Eastman supporters. Uh, Dundee. One of them was like, they could have been both been good, but they, they both needed like tons of work. You know, they needed about $70,000 uh, of remodeling just just like right off the top, you know. So if, if, if you go in there and you're just doing quick math, and you come to the conclusion that it needs 70, that means in reality you're gonna spend like a hundred probably. So they didn't really work, especially for what they were asking, because now people are asking, you know, close to like market value for things that are like bad. So th the numbers didn't work. Like the first one we were interested in, but we were like, well, we need to get it for 200. It was listed for 260. <laughs> they weren't gonna go down to 200. Were they, baby? He knows. He's eight months old and he knows you're not going to get $65,000 off in this market. So I was like, this isn't like really working anymore. And real estate sales, it's like, I have tons of people who want to buy stuff. There's nothing to buy. I have some guys in like, uh, 
Colorado, and they're basically like we have a, um, they are like portfolio managers or something at like investment firms, and they have like investors. They invest throughout the country, and they're like, "Here's what we like want to buy." And I was like, "What's your budget?" And they're like, "It doesn't like really matter. If it's what we want, we'll spend pretty much anything." So I was like, "Uh, yes, we ship. There's nothing to sell them." So I was like, "This sucks," you know. So kind of in the background, I was I was doing my little like remodeling thing. You know, and I feel like I've documented the struggles of the remodeling thing pretty thoroughly. Um, so it was like, I would go to someone's house six times and then be like, all we want you to do is just put down the quarter round after everyone else was done. And I was like, I came here six times for a job that pays one, like a hundred dollars. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, there's one couple that they continue to like contact us. Um. For like ideas and stuff and it's like we've been to your house three times we sent other people to your house you know the, even if we had the, got the whole like remodel the selling process has been so ridiculous it's like not worth doing so i uh i was like that that's not great you know so then i was like looking into like doing a junk removal business which I, i've talked about in the last couple episodes and that, that is actually working out. So what I want to do is just kind of discuss. I want to discuss that and like the success I've had. And then also, you know, maybe if you're looking at an, at a business or you're like, I'm in an industry that like if the Democrats like take power could be like in trouble. There's going to be like major changes. <clears throat> I wanted to kind of discuss things, things that you can do, businesses that you can have that will like survive or like possibly benefit and i think that the junk removal is one i've always liked doing like trash trash related businesses i they're always good you can run a fucking trash related business in communist china and be fine here's a hot take you could run a trash business in a third world country and be fine we'll get we'll get to how you can be fine even in the bad situation relying on trash. So I just want to kind of go through and <clears throat> th this business has like already exploded so much that I don't, you know, I don't have any time to like do any research for like new ideas because my mind is basically like so obsessed with, with the junk removal thing. And it's, <clears throat> I'm, this is like, uh, it's, what is today? Thursday? It's Thursday of like the fourth week of like doing it full time. And this week, I think I'm going to clear $2,000. Um, which is pretty fucking good considering uh, this is new. <clears throat> so I just kind of like started doing it like, uh, you know, like a couple things per week. Like as I got jobs, I was just like running, I was just like buying leads basically on Thumbtack. Which I think I've already talked about, like Thumbtack or whatever. But really, like the first week that I went like full time, I think I got like three or four. Well, I wouldn't call it the first week I went full full time. So I was doing some stuff like on Thumbtack, and then just doing them like as I was getting them, because I needed to kind of prove to myself that it was like still like viable, you know. <clears throat> so uh, I got a couple like decent ones. I got like a couple like decent jobs, and then I was like, okay. 
Uh, I, I did like a I did like a couch pickup where I picked up like a sectional couch for, from somebody and I charged her I think a hundred and fifty bucks, and then I sold the couch pre-sold it before I picked it up with delivery for a hundred dollars. So basically, me and my cousin went we like picked this couch up. Uh, I got like a U-Haul trailer. We picked this couch up, put it in the U-Haul trailer, uh, drove it down to this other dude's house and like dropped it off. So I made like two hundred fifty bucks in like about like an hour. And I was getting like quite a few jobs, so I was like, "This is actually like doable. This there's something like to this." So I went out and like bought. I bought a trailer, just a single axle trailer, it's sixteen feet long. I bought that for two thousand dollars. <laughs> Oops, that was like five weeks ago. I haven't registered yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Um. So then, what I did is uh, during that week. So this is five weeks ago. So during that week, I turned on. I got myself listed on Home Advisor, and I and I turned on like Home Advisor leads, and then I turned on, I uh, like I run like a leads on Google uh, for thirty six dollars per day, which generates me about uh, five to six like inquiries, and usually like one or two bookings uh, for to come pick stuff up. <clears throat> so my goal for the my first goal that I wanted to clear was I wanted to like net myself a thousand dollars a week. Cause I was like, well, if I can start like netting a thousand dollars a week, um, that would be basically like a, what you would net at like a kind of like a shitty job, like a job that was 40 or 50 grand a year or whatever. So, and then I was like, if I can net a thousand dollars, I still have money in the bank for my flips and everything. Then I can like turn up the amount of advertising I'm doing. Uh, and then, once I have more jobs, I'll make more money, blah, blah, blah. So four weeks ago, we did things basically, I think about three full days in the first week. We'll just call this week one. We did about two full days of stops in like one half day. And I netted nine, $956. So I was like pretty close already to my goal. Um, that's after paying for labor, after paying for like leads. I haven't really been counting fuel. I've only really been u- like using about forty dollars of fuel per week, so uh, that's not really like that big of a deal. The other thing is, uh, most of the stuff is like most of the time people just give me cash. So obviously, I'm not claiming it all. The other thing is like I'm using that cash to like fill my tank, so I'm deducting. You get it. I don't need to go all the way into like how to do that. I'm not a accountant, but I think most of you listening catch the drift of what I'm doing with that. <laughs> so that was pretty good. The next week I, I made like right at like nine. The next week I had two like full days of like multiple stops. And then we got a job cleaning up some ladies. Some lady had like an estate sale. So uh, that... That job took up about like two and a half days. Two and a half days. Um, I charged that lady like nine hundred and seventy bucks. Um, yeah, my expenses were for that job were about four hundred, counting the labor and like fuel. But then the other good thing with that is I got quite a few items that I could sell. And then that weekend, my wife had a grad sale and she sold a bunch of them, but we didn't really keep track of far, as far as like what my stuff was separated out from like her stuff. Um, 
And then that week too, I think I sold like a refrigerator. And so that week I made like really close, like nine seventy nine or something like that. So pretty good. Um, but then like I, but then uh, I kind of like shifted gears uh, the week after that. And uh, for Monday, I, I had been noticing that like closer you are to the weekend, the more like interaction you get from like your ads. So Friday you get people like calling you, seeing if you can do stuff like Saturday morning. And then like through the weekend, people calling you, seeing if you can do stuff Monday. And then Monday, people calling you to see if you can actually like come on Monday. Um, so what I did is that week three, Monday of week three, I turned on like my home advisor leads and then I didn't put any like cap for the day as far as like spending. And I had like, I think three or four other stops that day, but I took like the cap, like the, the cap of like how much I would, was willing to spend off. So it, it could be like unlimited. So I was getting all the leads for the whole day basically. Cause I'm one of three people on Thumbtack or a uh, home advisor in my area. Home Advisor overall hasn't been really that great because you get some uh, you get some leads on there that are like not legitimate. And, and what I mean is people will call and they'll be like, hey, how much like to do this? And then you'll tell them and they'll be like, all right, and then like hang up. Or sometimes I'll get the lead and in real time, like I'll be looking at my phone, I'll get the lead, I'll call like as I'm getting, as the lead is coming in. And then I'll get someone, they're like, I already got it taken care of. So then you're like, what the fuck's going on here? So that's bad, but uh, that's bad. But the thing is, with that, every once in a while you'll get something that is like really good. So I was like, let's just test it for like a whole day and like see what we get. So I think that day I got, I think I got like one thing that day where I was like, yeah, I can come like right now and do that. And it was like, this lady was like, well, I need some like bushes trimmed by my, my front door. And I'm like, I don't really like to do that, but I have like an opening right in the middle of the day. So like, I'll, I'll do it, you know? So I had like a pickup that morning. I did that job for her. She paid me 350 bucks. I was there for like an hour. So that was pretty good. And then, uh, some agent, some agent like had me give him like a bid for like demoing out. Um, cause I'm doing junk removal, but I'm, I'm also like doing like a little bit of demo and we'll get like more into that in a minute, but he had me go like go look at something for him for demo. And I knew the kid was already kind of like greaseball and, and kind of, uh, I knew he was like a little probably cheap. <clears throat> so, um, so like, uh, I had went over there and like giving him a bid earlier, uh, for all that stuff. And he like didn't really respond to it. And he was like, can you, he like had all these requirements that were kind of irritating. Cause I just texted him like what, what it was going to be. And then he's like, can you like put this on like a letterhead? And I'm like, yeah, I guess like, that's a little weird, whatever, you know, I thought this was your house and you're the one paying for it. Um, so he was like, Hey, do you like pick up uh, appliances? And I was like, yeah, I pick up appliances and I gave him my price. And he's like, oh, w would you like do it for free? And I'm like, no, I don't like pick appliances up for free. And he's like, they all work. And I was like, and I was like already kind of close to there. And I was like, well, like what is, I was like, let me look back at my pictures. Cause I took pictures and I gave him a bid. And one of them was like a, like a, uh, side by side fridge. So I was like, that's like not bad. Um, I was like, side by side fridge. That's not bad. I'd like sold those before for like 175. So I, all this time I had been like selling 
refrigerators and I've been selling like couches that were good. And I've been charging to take the fridges away and the couches away and turning it around and, and selling them. And, and the fridges have been like really good. I've been selling like a fridge, like I would list it and it would sell later that day. And then I started like listing them, uh, listing them and selling them with like delivery. So I would, I, what I would do, what I do is I list it like at about market price or a little under. And then in, in the ad, it'll be like, I'll, I'll like deliver for like an extra 75 bucks. So then that brings it like way past what it's like really worth. But the thing is, it's like, I'm out driving a trailer around all day anyway, most days now. So then it's like, I'll, I throw the fridge in the back and then like make that one of my stops to deliver the fridge. So I was like, well, I looked at him and I'm like, well, the fridge is like pretty good. You know, he said that the wash, the other stuff works. So I was like, well, I'll like just grab it, whatever. So I went over there. I, I grabbed the washing. I, I grabbed the fridge. And then like later that day, I also had to like go to the dump. So uh, I went to the dump and a dude like pulled up next to me. I was like dumping everything I had out that was trash. Some dude like came up next to me and he was uh, throwing away. I don't know if I already like told the story in an earlier episode, but. He was like throwing away like a couch and a love seat, and I was like, I was like, those look. I got into, I got into my trailer, and I'm like, dude, those look like really nice. I was like, do they have like stains or like tears? And he's like, well, um, he's like the love seat. Love seat has like a little bit of like a tear, but he's like, it's not really even a tear. It's just where like on the seam, there's like a hole just from where, just from where basically. And but he's like, other than that, they're like perfect. He's like, I tried to like donate them, but the donation place wouldn't take them. And I was like, really? And he's like, he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not surprised. I like, don't take anything. I was like, how much did you pay to like come into the dump? And he's like, well, I paid 25 bucks. And I was like, well, I'll give you 25 bucks for like, for both those things. So, um, I met him outside the dump because you can't like do that stuff in the dump because then they get all pissed. Cause then you're like south scavenging because like, that's what they do. So they probably would have saw that stuff and tried to keep it. So I met him outside the dump. I grabbed that uh, couch and love seat. Uh, I brought it home. I was home like a little bit late. So my wife was like a little irritated at me because she had like an appointment that she had to be at for like real estate. You know, that thing that pays you a ton of money if you get something accomplished. So I got home with like my garbage I had picked up from the day. And I like ran inside and I was like, well, like uh, I have a surprise for you in the back of my trailer. And she's like, oh, what? And I was like, I picked something up at the dump. So she like stormed out to her appointment mad. Um, and then she like called me right after she left. And I was like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> so she called me and she's like, those couches are really nice. And I was like, well, I figured I could like sell them for like a hundred bucks. And she was like a hundred. She's like, you could probably sell them for like 300. Oh, dash, what's up? I think I sold them for 200 bucks with delivery. Um, I sold the fridge I picked up for free for, uh, I think. I sold that one for 175 or 200 with delivery. So I started like kind of realizing that um, picking up the shit and then if it's good, like cleaning it up and selling it is like better basically than like picking up the trash. So that, so that was a uh, shit. I lost my place. Was that week two or week three? I think that was like week three. So week three, I like, I picked up a lot of stuff. Sold a lot of stuff. Found out like selling appliances is like really good because I was like selling couch. I've been like selling couches or excuse me. I've been selling fridges like left and right. Uh, and, and I found out the reason that there's a couple reasons for it. One is like everything is really expensive right now, including appliances. 
The other thing is like everything's backed up. So we tried to go like buy a couch a couple weeks ago and the new ones, they were like, well, this was like two months ago. They're like, well, we can get you a new one. Stop. Hey, we can get you a new one. Like in, how about a new one delivered to you in June or uh, July or hello? I have another one, a new one delivered to you in like January. Like January, what the hell? And they're like, well, all the mills are closing because of COVID. And it's like, what? Are there elderly people working at your fucking couch plants? It makes no sense. So everything that's like decent, like sells and it sells fast. Like, so, so week three, uh, I, I turned all my ads up. I used the money from selling stuff to like buy more ads and then more, more ads got me more jobs more jobs got me paid off the job. And then also like paid off of like the stuff. Um, hold up. <laughs> got me paid off the stuff. Um, and then I was like selling the stuff for like sweet, sweet kashish. So that was week three. Um, I think week three, I, I went, I did go over. No, that must've been week two. Sorry. I should have wrote this down, but this is just off the cuff. So I think like the second week or no, the second week I, I like got right up, right up basically against a thousand dollars, like nine seventy eight, and then week three I did break it, um, and I broke it. I think I'm, I did like about thirteen hundred uh, on week three, and so that brings us to like week four, which is this week. And um, at the end of last week, I picked up two refrigerators. One um, was out of a dude's garage. It was just a, a top freezer, and then another one, which was. Uh, a side-by-side, an older side-by-side. It had recently, like, been serviced, but the people, like, just didn't want it anymore. So they paid me to haul that off, a couch, some other stuff, uh, 180 bucks. It took me and my cousin about, like, 25 or 30 minutes to load everything up. So we got those items. Sold them over the weekend with delivery on Monday. Um, Sold each one of them. Sold one of... Sold the smaller one for 200. Sold the bigger one for 250. And then the smaller one, the guy had me haul off his old one, which I helped, took for free. Um, and, and we'll get to why I took it for free in a minute. Took that one for free. And then he had a washer and dryer he wanted uh, hauled off because he was getting new ones. And, and I just said I would, like, do it for cheaper than Lowe's, take them out of there. So I took them out of there for 45 bucks. The washing machine works perfectly. The dryer doesn't work. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So... Over the weekend, I did some, like, research into, like, appliances, like, selling appliances. And then I was like, sh- I should, like, look into, like, fixing them. Because probably some of them – I've heard this in the past that, like, fixing appliances is actually, like, n- generally speaking, isn't, like, too involved. Um, because they, like, actually have very few components that actually do anything. Which I didn't really know that. And I, oh, and I had heard that, but I, like, didn't really believe it, you know? Because it's like they look <laughs> – they look uh, like they have tons of components, you know. So over the weekend, I like stump. I did like a bunch of like research, like on uh, all over the internet, all over the web, and I, I ran across this kid, and he like sells used appliances somewhere like in Ohio, and he said he like lives in a really poor area of Ohio, which I believe. I've had some homeboys move in, to and fro from Ohio, and they, they said some of the towns are pretty shitty. But the dude, like, buys semi-loads of, like, 
um, appliances that may or may not be working. So he'll buy like 500 appliances for like $10 an appliance. And then he fixes them up uh, or he parts them out. We'll get to that in a minute. So he fixes them up and then like resells them for a couple hundred. And I was like, well, I'm already getting these things for either, most of the time I'm charging to get them. You know, and sometimes like I'll, I'll, I'll like work a deal out with somebody where I'll, I'll like pick them up for free. Like that one guy was already buying one for me. So I took the old one for free. So I started doing some research and the broken dryer I got, the fix to fix it is so simple. All you, well, I'm not gonna get into it cause it doesn't make sense to get into like on audio, but it's like a 10 minute thing to fix. And it, you can fix it for like free basically. So I was like, well, I'll, they don't have a matching washer and dryer. They're only like five years old. So they look new and the washer works perfectly. So it's like, as long as the dryer dries and, and it lights up all the components work and everything. So it's like, um, I'll have like a $400 set of a, a washer and dryer that I got paid 45 bucks to like remove at a place I was going to anyway. So then also, uh, in this kid's video, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, we buy and sell appliances. He's like, and he's like, I just recently started parting appliances out, which I, I'd never heard of that, but I was thinking about it because when I first started this, I was like, should I get into like parting out cars? But it's like, I don't like know enough about cars. You know what I mean? To know which ones to like buy to like part out because I've heard of people like buying cars to part out that were like in floods and nothing is like worth anything on it. Cause it's all damaged from water damage. Or like you buy something that was wrecked, but it was wrecked like the wrong way and everything is damaged. So it's like, I don't know enough about that. I don't have like the tools or like knowledge to like part out cars and there's tons of competition, but parting out appliances, there's like no competition because most of the time, the only people that like take appliances are like Nebraska Furniture Mart, Lowe's, whatever. And then also like meth heads who are like, yeah, I'll, I'll like pick your like appliances up for free for like scrap value. But the scrap value of a, a, a dryer is about five cents per pound. Uh, a dryer maybe weighs 50 pounds. So you're not, that's not even worth the gas to get there. So that's why at the beginning I was like, I'm not taking these fucking things for free, you know. Um, but in this video, this kid was like showing you how to like part them out and then like giving you like rough values of like stuff. And even like old dryers, you can pull the timer, the timing mechanism out of them. Yeah. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Everything's going nuts. <laughs> it's melting down, y'all. You can pull out the timers and you can pull out like the boards and you can like pull the motors out. So out of a dryer, you might be able to get like a couple hundred dollars out of like an old broken fridge. So a fridge is only really broken if the compressor uh, is bad or like the, the closed system is bad. So that's actually the actual cooling element. Um, but if that's bad, everything usually else on the, the um, refrigerator works. So that house on Monday, I took a fridge out of there. It's like a GE Gold Series, which is like the most basic like mo what most people have is like a beer fridge in their garage. You know, it's like a freezer on top, refrigerator on the bottom, an old style ice maker, which is like in just in the freezer. Uh, no like water in the door or anything. And, and they're usually like not full size. So like a, a full size refrigerator that like most people have in their house, like a side by side is like 27 cubic feet. And, and these ones are like 18. So I got this one for free. 
uh, if you part it out, there's about $270 to $300 worth of, like, parts in them. And the parting out is really simple. So, like, the fucking drawers, the crisper drawers are each worth about $35. Bucks. Um, the timer, the cooling element, which is, like, right inside the door that you can just take apart with a screwdriver is worth, you know, like, another 50 It all, like, adds up. And then you can sell that stuff on eBay. And I did some research. It actually does, like, sell fairly quickly um, because new manufactured parts for appliances are super expensive. So I'm going to, like, get into that. And uh, Monday I picked up six appliances. Oh, I'm sorry. I picked up nine appliances. I've already – I listed four of them. I cleaned up cleaned up four of them yesterday and listed them on um, – just on Facebook. And I already, like, sold – Excuse me? Uh, or sorry, I listed three of them. They're are already all sold. Two small uh, refrigerators. I sold one for 125 These girls came and picked up. I'm delivering uh, another one for 150 And it's rough. Like, it looks like it flew out of the back of a truck. It's got tons of dents all over the side. But I, I, I listed it for real cheap. I just listed it for $100 and then, like, extra to deliver it. And then also, like, an old gas range. Uh, that I'm selling for 150 so that's 400 bucks. I'm sorry, that's $440, <clears throat> and uh, I didn't like do much, you know, just cleaned them off with bleach and like hauled them home. And I got I charged that guy 50 bucks to like get to get the stuff because it all the stuff was already like unhooked, I just had to literally wheel it out. Excuse me, sir, <laughs> you're a great little guy. I just wheeled it out so. This, so Monday, I, I sold two fridges with delivery um, for $500, did some other, like, pickups. So I netted on this Monday, I netted 740 bucks. And then um, the last two days, we've been doing, like, demo for another contractor that I know. It's been a fucking nightmare. I haven't really made any money at it. I think I'm going to make about 700 <clears throat> off the whole thing, which is, like, stretching out to three days. I had to, like, hire some, like, day laborers off Facebook. Um, half of them like didn't show up and then, um, we had like dumpster problems where they couldn't switch the dumpsters out. So only worked like half a day yesterday. So that's not good y'all. Um, today we're going out. We got a couple stops and, uh, selling an elliptical. I, I don't own. Somebody asked me about hauling it off and I was like, that looks nice. I can maybe haul it off for free if I can sell it. So I was like, can you give me some more pictures and info? Lady gave me more pictures and info, put it on Facebook, sold it with delivery for 250 bucks. So I'm picking it up on 168th and Pacific and dropping it off on 91st and Dodge, all within like a span of an hour for 250 bucks. She also has a really nice treadmill I'm probably going to sell. It's like one you'd see in a gym. I think it's like a pro form or something like that. So usually, generally speaking, uh, exercise equipment doesn't have a lot of value, um, and it doesn't have a lot of value, I think, because, like, most of the listings that you see for them, people are like, oh, I have this, like, really nice treadmill. It's in my basement, and you have to, like, come carry it out of the basement and, like, haul it off. So there's a, lo a lot of other ellipticals that were listed on Facebook, but they were all, like, you haul. So mine was, like, here's how much it is, which it was near the bottom price-wise because I wanted to sell it. And, like, free delivery because it's, like, I I'm already loading it up, you know. And it's free delivery to your garage or driveway. You know, I'm not like bringing the shit in people's houses. And if they're like, well, could you do it? I'm like, ah, COVID, you know. So uh, that's like where COVID has led us. It's, you know, 
It's just bullshit. The I went to Jimmy John's and like, you can't have a refill because of COVID. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I like refilled my pop and they're like, sir. And I'm like, I'm leaving anyway. Fuck you. I'm like, I know how restaurants make money. You make money off the drinks and now you're just doubling down. No, dude. I drink my drink with a fucking straw. COVID. Stupid. So I was like, well, I'll use that to my advantage. So you got to use these narratives to your advantage. So I'm like, I can't come in because of COVID. You know, I don't want to kill you. And they're like, hey, <laughs> we get it. Um, so this week, just off of Monday and what I'll salvage out of the demo, I'm going to make 1400 bucks. And then another 400 off of the appliance sales. And then probably a, I have some pickups today. I have some pickups tomorrow. Oh, some guy's giving me a, a, a deep freeze for free tomorrow. Well, I'm actually charging him $100 to get it. Um, so I should clear over about $2,000 uh, for this week. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a new shop uh, um, uh, November 1st, which I'm going to offer some different things at my shop. I'm offering uh, pickup or excuse me, drop off so people can drop off their trash to me. Only selected items. So furniture, appliances, maybe that's it. I'm not really going to like let people drop off like real quote unquote garbage. Like you can't bring me like uh, lawn clippings or shit like that. Because I don't want to like get evicted from the place because it's literally it's a storage unit that's just oversized. Um, but the, the benefit of it is twofold. One is a uh, storage unit like makes, I got my first storage unit like two weeks ago. It makes this like way more profitable because then I can parse up the stuff I'm getting, which is, that's how like you make money with trash is, is you, you parse the things up and the things that you can sell, things that you can recycle, things that you can like scrap. And then you limit the times that you can go to the, you limit the times you go to the landfill. Because every time you go to the landfill, you have to pay to go there. The other thing is, the other thing is not only you're paying, uh, you have to bring whoever's working with you to the landfill. Uh, you have to bring people that are working to with you to the landfill. Um, it's a waste of time. It's they're out of town. I tried using like a fast. I tried using like another transfer station. I brought my whole trailer in there. They wanted like 140 bucks to let me dump. The regular landfill was like 15 to 20. <laughs> so I was like, that ain't gonna happen. Um, and the other thing is the landfill's like out of town, you know. It takes about an hour. It's about like an hour, hour and 15 for like the whole, the whole deal to do. So you wanna limit the time you go to the landfill. <clears throat> The other thing is the storage unit's like right by my house. It's in the heart of West Omaha. It's on 148th and Center. You couldn't get a fucking better location than that, really. That's really like literally, that's in between um, Millard and West Omaha and like the Center Street corridor where all the like nice shit's at. Uh, so you couldn't get a better location. So I'm gonna have like people be able to drop me shit off there. So, and then I'll just have a trailer there that I'll be like constantly loading up all day. I might hire like some people full time to work, work there so people can like bring stuff there. Throw it on the, basically they're just gonna be throwing it on the floor of my little shop. 
and then my employees will like see if it's worth salvaging. If it's worth salvaging, they'll like set it aside. If it's trash, they'll put it in um, a different trailer that I will have and then uh, take it to the dump. Every time they fill a trailer to go to the dump, that's about $500 of like revenue or more uh, that'll be like coming to me. Uh, and then somebody can just like run that to the dump. So let's say we could get that trailer filled two times a day. That's a thousand bucks minus the dump fees, minus what I pay my employees. So that's going to be a good little profit center for Jibui. Uh, if it works out, who knows? It might not. But the other thing is that's a good place where I can store. So obviously there's money in getting appliances for free or getting paid to get appliances and then turning around and selling them. Half the time people just give me shit that works. The other half that doesn't, the other half um, of people give me stuff that doesn't work, but it doesn't really matter because a lot of it can be repaired really easily. And even if it can't be compared, it actually has like a, a more value if you take everything apart uh, and resell the parts. So I'm going to make that little area into my kind of my like a appliance repair and like strip down, break down area. And then we'll just see like what makes me more money. Is it the people bringing me trash or is it selling the appliances? I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be the appliances just because they're so in demand. They're easy to sell. The fucking parts are easy to sell, it looks like. But uh, I'm going to. Hello? I'm going to try out selling the parts, hopefully the next week. But the other crazy thing is like, I'm getting so busy. I like don't even have time. I have like 12 appliances right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I have 12 appliances right now. They're selling quickly, but they're selling quickly y'all. But, but I'm getting some that I'm not sure work or, or some of them that uh, I haven't even tried selling because I'm like, these are so old. Is it even worth it? Somebody gave me like a new fridge, but they had like tore it into pieces trying to get it in their house. <laughs> Talk about stupid. They tore, like took the doors off. They cut all the connections. So apparently it cools, but it's like, it's going to be worth way more if I can just part it out, I think. Um, so I'm already like getting tons of stuff I need to part out. My storage unit is also full of like scrap metal, which scrap metal, we went to the scrap metal yard a couple of weeks ago. We unloaded like my whole trailer was like full of stuff, you know, I only got like 70 bucks. So that does, that's not very good, but at the same time, it's like, it saved me from going to the dump, which would have cost me, you know, probably 70 bucks. I don't know, but we did find out like, what stuff is worth saving so a car battery you get like 10 bucks for a car battery so i got so i've been like watching out for those i got like three or four of those so that makes it like worth to go to i also have uh, a bunch of appliances so it all like adds up so this week i should be close to like two thousand dollars so it's basically like it's not like doubling every week so, uh, sorry, I had to, had to hit a stoppage on jazz. Um, it, so it's not doubling every week, but it is growing by, I would say, I, I haven't like done the math or anything. I'm not going to get into the science because I don't know it, but uh, about like 30%, 40%.
maybe, yeah. That sounds about right. I don't know. I haven't done the math. But it's increasing every week by 30%. That's a good clip. One of the best clips, frankly. That is a good clip. So it's going pretty well. And as, like, as I'm going, I'm finding more profitable stuff, obviously. Selling items of value, selling appliances is really good. Doing demo, I think, is a little bit of a dead end. Um, it's too, it's the same thing as like doing remodeling where you're like, I think it's going to cost about this much. Things go wrong. You end up losing money. I haven't lost any money picking up trash yet. You, you can't really. Because you give them a price once you like see the amount of shit they have. Uh, so you can't really lose any money on it, which is nice. Rule number one of investing or like anything else is like, don't lose money, obviously. <clears throat> so that's really good. It's so powerful. Um, so that's really good, obviously. So, uh, I think that it is just, it's, it's important to look at different opportunities different ways that you can kind of roll with the punches when it comes to political or like societal changes, which we're obviously going through both right now. Um, so one of the reasons I like restarted the, well, started the junk removal, the trash thing is it's cause, because like, it doesn't matter. No, with the election, it doesn't matter like what happens from like an economic standpoint for my business because the, the Republicans stay in power, Trump remains president. The economy is going to be good. People are going to be continuing their consumer habits of, you know, throwing things away that are broken instead of trying to fix them, uh, buying rentals, you know, putting used appliances in rentals and flips, shit like that. But if the Democrats win, then it's like, you know, I have the pitch of we only have one, you know, we only have one planet, you have to recycle, blah, 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 go out and get like grants to like do expand recycling to like open recycling centers, shit like that, you know, that's part of like saving the planet. It's part of their like agenda or whatever. Um, so that would be a, a way for me to like profiteer off that or at least survive off that, you know, if they shut the economy down, going to be pretty hard to sell real estate, going to be pretty hard to like flip houses, um, because it doesn't go with any narrative they want to push, but, um, recycling, that's something that they're all about, obviously. So, you know, I have some things covered uh, when it comes to that. We'll see what happens. It's going to survive and thrive either way. You know, it survived. That shit survived under Obama. Just because he wasn't saying to your face that he was a socialist leftist maniac, he still was. Things were still happening behind the scenes. So the only thing that's different right now is you're finding, you're finding out about these things. In the past, you just didn't know they were happening. happening. I mean, FDR was a, basically a socialist. Not basically, he was. And he stayed in power for four terms. So you're just uh, you're just you're just learning. You're just learning more than you have before. It's not any different than it ever has been. Um, 
I think that's what's causing some of the freak out is people are like finally like waking up and they're like, what's going on? And then that's what's mostly some background noise up in here. That's what's like mostly going on is people are, get, are, are getting more aware. The masks are off the Democrats. Now you just see them for what they are. Uh, that's what a lot of fear, the fear is coming through but from, but you can't live in fear. You just have to, you have to just deal with the things you have to control the things you can control and let everything else like work itself out. So don't get like sidetracked worrying about things you can't worry about. Worry about the things you, you can control. Make those changes in your life. Uh, that's what I have done. And that stuff isn't stressful to me because I've been doing it my whole life, you know. My whole life basically derailed when I was 23 and I had to start adapting to what was going on. You know, I had just spent four and a half years getting a, a bachelor's degree that was basically worthless. So I had to change course. And that's what I'm doing again with this. You know, flipping has dried up. There's not really any money in it anymore. So it's like you have to change course. You can't just keep doing what you're doing, you know. We picked up some stuff from a couple. Picked up some... Uh, stuff from a couple they had like just bought these two houses in council bluffs one of them they got for 34 the other one i think they got for like 70. uh they weren't worth 34 and 70. they they were worthless in my opinion the floors were like falling in the first one was like uh, had like a cockroach infestation you know so we pulled like we got like a dishwasher from there it was it had been covered it wasn't currently, but it had been covered in cockroaches. So it's like that just goes to the trash, you know. Um, so it's like just because you can do something, just because you can buy something doesn't mean you should. You know, and he's like, we're going to get like great rents out of these. We're going to get like eight or nine hundred dollars a month. It's like, yeah, if the meth heads, um, the meth heads you're renting to decide to pay, you'll get that much. But. That looks like a nightmare and a headache. You know. You get bad renters in, it takes a long time to get rid of them. You know. This isn't, you know. It's, that's a bad, that's a big deal to get rid of bad renters. Especially now with all these, they have all these rights. It's like, well, why do they have rights if they're not willing to pay? That's just called stealing. So... I always say, like, because people always come to me and like, I want to buy a flip, blah, blah, blah. Or, or, like, I see all this shit online about people and, like, all the crazy things they're doing now to, like, stay in the game of, like, flipping. And it's like, don't force something that isn't there. You know, I saw a guy online, he was flipping a fucking, trying to flip a trailer by, like, moving it to, like, a better piece of ground. It's just fucking ridiculous because it's like... You can't even get financing on that. If it's not there, don't try to force it. So that's what's going on. I came to the conclusion it's like the stakes are too high in flipping to force it. I'm not spending $100,000 of my own money just to like find out that I'm going to lose $100,000. You know, it doesn't make any sense. The other thing is doing flipping, things like that. It's too stressful because you're, you know, you're making payments. I'm at like Menards every day. <clears throat> I've been to Menards once, like doing this business to get 
like like a packet of ratchet straps. But I that's it. So I haven't had to deal with any of that bullshit. I mean, that's all just stress, like things that are just stressful. So this business has worked out really well for me. Uh, if you're looking at something that's maybe similar or you know, you want to like diversify, this can be started. You could hire other people to do this for you. You know, that's what I'm like going to be doing here probably in the next 90 days is I'm going to hire two people to like do the pickups for me. I'm too old to be doing the pickups, but if you're looking at a way to like diversify, maybe you're like thinking about doing invest investing, just think of something that's like offbeat that not everyone is trying to do and something that's going to be able to survive political changes, um, societal changes, things like that, you know, make sure you're not doing something that is just like good for a moment in time. And I feel like that's what I had done for the past like 10 years, because it's like, right now is a great time to like flip houses. So I put all my eggs in flipping houses. And like before that, it was like, this is a good time to like sell real estate. So I like did that a hundred percent. Before that, it was like, this is a good time to like clean out foreclosures. Those are all like fad businesses. <clears throat> you can get in a lot of trouble with a fad business. Now, luckily for me, I guess I was like smart enough to where I positioned these businesses to where I could sell them at the end or I wouldn't be out of any money. So like the foreclosure business had like a lot of different elements to it. So when it was over, I just sold all of the stuff. All the stuff I had had value. And then I ratcheted up the value um, because I said, well, here's like how you can like make money with them. I'll give you all my contacts in this niche so you can use the lawn mowing equipment to mow their lawns, blah, blah, blah. So be careful with like a fad businesses, you know, other ones like cryptocurrency, CBD, shit like that. that those things like come and go. And, and I would just say like from my experience and seeing other people do them. That's not necessarily like a great path to go down, especially when things are literally changing every like two to four years with how the government is operated. Um, so I just wanted to like kind of relay like some of that information, kind of like bring you guys along like the journey of, uh, of like this business. Obviously, this time around, it's a lot easier for me than the first time around that I did something similar because I, I like, know more. The other business I had, the trash out business, was similar in a lot of ways, you know, picking up trash, taking it to the dump. But the jobs were bigger per job. I wasn't getting anything, like, worth selling. So now, like, the new element is, like, selling the stuff, like, refurbishing the stuff, everything like that. Some of the stuff that's worth it. Finding out what different things, if other things have a value or not. And I'm, I'm learning that like fairly quickly, you know, things that are worth like bringing back, things that are not worth bringing back, um, advertising it, better ways to like advertise so I get more sales, stuff like that. So those are some of the things that like I've been learning that I kind of like want to pass on because it's not necessarily like you don't have to like start a junk business, picking up trash or, or doing shit like that. There's like tons of other like areas that you could like look at, um, to make money that is like a similar kind of business, but like not necessarily like this. So other things I've seen is people, we had a garage sale and the first couple of people that came were like, they like bought things and resold them like professionally. So one guy came and he's like, do you have any like jewelry? 
Um, another guy came and said, like, do you, are you selling any silver? And he looked at the silverware and, like, did it, like, some research or whatever. So, like, different, like, little weird things like that. You can actually make, like, a pretty good, like, side hustle, second income. If you're good enough at it and you have good enough, like, sourcing to resell things, you can, like, do it full time. Um, that's what I'm kind of seeing with, like, appliances. Um, because I already have, like, the infrastructure set up for, like, sourcing. Because I'm picking up about, like, one or two, like, appliances per day. So if I can fix them and like resell them or part them out, um, that's good money. It might actually be one of the best like income sources from this business. And then the actual picking up trash just kind of like keeps the lights on, like keeps it going, turns like a, a small profit. But then like the windfall profits are when you get like an appliance you can sell for $500 or like the ones I got on Monday, a matching washer and dryer set that can sell for $400. You do three or four of those a week. Uh, you know, like 150 or $200 doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're doing that like multiple times a day, that adds up really quickly into like big numbers. The other thing is, <clears throat> along with something like that is, the quality of things is getting a lot, a lot worse. So a lot of the refrigerators that I get, that are still like working. They're like 25 years old and they still work. And a lot of broke ones I'm getting are like five years old. Which isn't necessarily bad because the broke ones you can sell parts for because they're always breaking down. So I think something like that is good um, if you're into that thing. The caveat with like the junk pickup and shit like that is you look like a degenerate like doing it. And there's obviously stigma about like being in the trash business that isn't like for everyone. Doesn't bother me pretty, I don't fucking care, you know, because it's like if people want to hate on me, they can like see my brick of money I make every day. The other thing is, like, if they don't want to do it, that's less competition for people like me who do want to do it. Like, it's literally unbelievable. My phone rings off the hook. I've got two calls during this recording of people wanting to come pick, people wanting uh, to hire me to come pick stuff up for them. And I'm like a nobody, you know. I mean, I'm pretty, like, listed pretty high on Google because I'm paying for it. Um, so it, it's, it is wild. It is crazy. Um, but like with something like this, it's like I, I am like always competing with people who are meth heads. So sometimes people call me and they're like, how much for this? And I'll be like, well, it's like 150 bucks. And they're like, well, I have a guy that says like he'll do it for 40. And I'm like, well, then I would like go with the guy that says he can do it for 40 if you're okay with somebody like that on your property. You know, usually most of the time it's like I'll get hired over somebody else if it needs to be taken out from inside. You know, if somebody does like a curb alert or whatever, that's different. But so I get like a lot of business off my face because I'll put my face on my like my ad. So they're like, oh, this is like a normal person, not a dangerous criminal, uh, not a meth head. So also like, I guess my point of that little spiel is like be comfortable with like what you're doing. You know, um, like I said, the trash business, not for everyone. You might not want that kind of stigma, but. Their thing is, like, I can, like, wear a t-shirt and sweatpants to work every day. No one bats a fucking eye about it. Uh, so those are kind of some things that I've found, some things that are, like, good, some things that are bad about it. Um, I don't really have, like, a specific idea today because I haven't, like, had – I don't have any time to research this stuff now. I'm so fucking busy. But I'll give you, like, a a quick thing that I did look at that kind of goes along with the other stuff I'm doing. And that was like, well, if I'm already doing all this shit with appliances, if I learn enough about appliances, 
could I like start an appliance repair business? So like I did kind of briefly look into like a appliance repair business, like doing service calls and stuff. And you can, like if you're going in and doing it yourself, you can charge like about a hundred bucks per hour or more. And then you're upselling like parts too. So um, we had a guy come, our, our refrigerator was like, the bottom was like filling with water every so often and then like freezing in the freezer area. So the guy came in and fixed that. It took him like 30 minutes. It was like an hour. Or it was like 170 bucks, you know. He didn't even like replace anything. He cleaned something out. So it can be good, but um, I've heard that there's like so few people that do it that techs want like top dollar and then they will like leave and either go start their own thing or go like work for somebody else uh, because there there is so much money in it that it's hard to like retain employees, which I, I do believe. So if you're the kind of person that can like manage people that can um, get employees, like get them in the game, <coughs> hold up. <coughs> can it imagine, can manage employees, can administer the game, can pe keep people motivated. That could be a good fit for you. The other thing is, um, in my research, I learned that like a, repairing appliances isn't really like that difficult. Like you don't need tons of like knowledge to do it, which is like kind of surprising. The other th surprising thing is like the parts are all the same. <laughs> like a lot of parts. So I have this GE refrigerator that I'm like parting out. The parts are good in GE's Whirlpool, like in six different brands and like dozens of models. All this shit's the same. And apparently all this shit is also produced in like a handful of factories. So once you know how to do it, I guess it's like pretty easy. And then like a lot of the, like a lot of models have all like the same kind of problems. So somebody could tell you over the phone, like what's going wrong with it. And you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. And like know exactly how to fix it before you're even there. So well, it doesn't take tons of detective work to do, you know, um, so I think that could be a good business for the right kind of person. I'm not the right kind of person for that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with like tons of like uh, employees like that where they, where it's like hard to retain and they want benefits and all, all, all that kind of stuff. You know, I have different like ideas for the kind of business that I want. And it's more of like a salvage business and salvage business is car salvage, boat salvage and this it, in this uh, example, appliance uh, salvage, you can hire people to break down things for you, take them apart that are not highly skilled. You know, so like, I'm probably gonna like, my dad's about ready to retire. I'm probably gonna like pay my dad to like come in and like break down the refrigerators for me. Uh, and people like that, you know, people who are like, cause he just wants like a little bit of like extra money for like groceries and gas and stuff. That's more like my cup of tea. Cause then it's like, you can have 10 people and then they can like pick out on the schedule, like when they want to work, you know, because otherwise you're, uh, beholden basically to your employees. Like if you have a electrical business or appliance repair business. So that's not right for me. Uh, I don't want my employees like running my business like that. I, I've dealt with that in the past kind of, it's a huge pain in the ass. So those are some things to look at. Uh, 
that's a, a business that you could like look at if if you wanted to get into something like the trades, but something a little bit more chill. A lot less competition though, a lot less. Like there's only like a handful of places to call in Omaha that are legit to do appliance repair, and in some towns there's none. So that could be really good. Uh, I, I also had this other idea that I, I'm probably going to talk about in a little bit. You know, now that I have a child, there's just so much fucking baby shit you can get into. Weird things I've never heard of. So one of the things I heard of was a sleep coach. What? They come in and, like, help you, like, put your baby to sleep and teach you different techniques on an hourly basis. If you're fucking tired and you can't figure it out on your own, obviously you're going to pay somebody whatever they want. So I think that's really good. So... Uh, I will get into that hopefully next week or like a couple weeks from now. I am going to try to like, now I'm getting to the point where it's like, uh, at the beginning I had more time than money with this business and now it's kind of flipping to where like I'm making enough money that I can afford to give myself some more time by hiring more people. So I I think we're going to look at that. I'm also going to like talk about like work vehicles, um, because it's like so many like businesses, especially like businesses like mine that I've ran or whatever, it's like your equipment, your equipment dictates your efficiency and your efficiency dictates like how much money you can make in a day. Um, so that's like true for, for a lot of businesses like UPS, you know, in, in big cities, they only make right hand turns because they don't want their drivers sitting in traffic waiting to turn left. That actually does make a lot of sense. It sounds weird at first, but once, if you've ever ran a business where you're like making multiple stops a day, you want the most efficient route possible and the most efficient like equipment to use possible. So I do want to get into that as well because I'm looking at some different options for my business, like what to buy. So that's something I want to like dig into y'all. The other thing is I want to dig into more is like selling stuff on eBay because I'm going to be selling lots of stuff on eBay pretty quickly like hundreds of listings per day. So I want to talk about that. Dig more into like selling stuff online. I think that's really good right now. You're, you're at home anyway. Even if you have a fucking job, like you can be doing this on, on your, at work. <laughs> Open another screen. Have another computer by your other computer. Sell, sell stuff, trade stuff, buy stuff, whatever. So I do want to get into that. People now are, are, are so accustomed to like buying and selling things online. It's no problem. You know, all the stigma that was there is now gone. So I want to get more into that. So, so those things are to come y'all. Um, but I thought it would be good just for me to like, kind of like share my journey about like starting this new business. So you can, guys can kind of see like some behind the scenes of somebody like starting a business from scratch, not a franchise or anything like that. Kind of the str- the struggles, the the ups, the downs, the dizzying highs, the heartbreaking lows. So that would be good to like share share about that way. If you're like thinking about starting a business, it's like here's some things that are like going to happen. So one thing that's happening right now, I'm trying to get like a specific kind of insurance for my business. It's like delivery insurance because sometimes I like, deliver things for other people, or I've got that request a lot, and then like auto insurance for like what I'm doing and it's like a fucking shit show you know I had to fill out so many forms and it's like (laughs) I'm like delivering shit people like are selling on like Facebook 
or delivering like I delivered some this guy had some furniture he wanted delivered from his house to like an auction house. It's like the, the stuff had like a $500 worth of value. Uh, or somebody wanted me to like move a Peloton bike, which is worth about 2000 from like one part of town to the other. So I want like insurance for that just so I can advertise that I have insurance. But it's like, they're like, this is the most unique kind of business we've ever seen. What? A delivery business is the most unique business you've ever seen? So there's shit like that, that, that I want to like document and share with you guys. So anyway, stay tuned. Zach Hergert Idea Addict coming at you, boy. <laughs> Uh, share the show if you would. Anyway, uh, thanks guys. Appreciate it.